What if I told him that the hospital got the dates wrong? Or I could pay for a private C-section? I could ask them for an early birth, maybe? No, Sammy is gonna work out. Like, you've lied and made the whole pregnancy up. He can't. I'm Greg Turner. And I'm Pat Raymond. And we're the Holly Blokes. Two American besties here to give you our take on our latest obsession, the steamy UK soap opera, Hollyoaks. We're two dapper dogs from across the pond. Here to tell you what's really going on in the village where everything happens. And anything can change in an instant. Welcome to Hollywoods. All right, we're back with another episode of Hollywoods. Pat and I are here to spill the tea, sip a cuppa with you, sip and spill all the tea on Hollyoaks, I guess. How you doing, Pat? Hey, Greg. I'm doing well. Happy to be back in the village with you. Yes. Ready to spill some tea. Yes. And you are drinking a cup right now, I see, and it looks delightful. I am. It's a rainy, uh, gloomy day here in Boston, so I thought a nice warm cuppa would be good uh, to share with my best mate here as we talk about a British soap opera together. Yeah, it's pretty rainy here in, in New York as well. So yeah, and since we just mentioned, we're obviously respectively in Boston and New York, and we are talking about a show filmed in Liverpool, and we are obsessed with it. And if you're new to us, that's pretty much all the backstory you need to know. Um, we're two weeks behind. So if you're watching in the UK, then you're ahead of us. Um, but we're going to get ahead of ourselves later in the episode when we're going to discuss the trailer a little bit and all the little spoilers that we found out when we watched it. Actually, I guess we got more of a preview than anyone because being that we're behind, that trailer is really a fast forward for us. <laughs> yes, uh, I think we know what's happening in the next two weeks with some key characters. Yeah, I know. We always find out a little bit because we're so immersed on the internet, but we try to, we try to just talk about the episodes we've seen and we can break it down. I find, and I've you know, as a soap fan, I've found this in, you know, American soaps as well, that like when you hear the upcoming stories, when you hear spoilers, so many times they sound terrible and you're not looking forward to them. And then when, when you, if you're actually watching the episodes and see how it plays out, most of the time, if you're lucky, <laughs> um, it's actually, it actually works. And I mean, for example, with Hollyoaks, as we learned that uh, John Paul was going to be in this abuse story. I was definitely dreading that. I thought it was going to be really tedious and horrible, but it's it's been surprising to me so far. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to ignore the spoilers, kind of forget that you're reading them because it's so easy to judge and be like, that's not what I want to watch. But then when you watch it play out, give the show a chance to actually tell it the way they're planning on telling it because it might surprise you. And so far, John Paul and George has surprised me in the way they're telling it and made it very watchable and very interesting. Half the fun is getting there. We know where some of the pieces end up. So now it's up to the writers to show us how they get there. I'm excited. One thing that's mm -hmm. been on my mind this week is the music. And that's a key difference besides being two weeks behind in the US. Another thing we've noticed is that Hulu, they don't have the rights to use the same music as they do on Channel 4 in the UK. Sometimes I'll sneak a peek at something from across the pond, not the official Hulu feed that we get. And I notice key differences. They are playing like top 40 pop music hits, songs I know the lyrics to from artists I've heard of, where in the US we get generic sort of filler music that Hulu doesn't have to pay the rights to. I always sort of knew without knowing that they were getting better music. It's very like royalty free here. Or, you know, they use the same sound bites over and over again. Anytime someone lies, we hear a song that goes, liar, liar. It's like on the nose. And then Pat confirmed it when he told me that uh, 
he's seen some UK episodes with their original music intact and it's like massive pop hits, Katy Perry, Firework and other things. <laughs> it changes the scenes quite a bit. Like this week when we were introduced to Shaq, uh, the Love Shaq, who will I'm sure talk a lot about this this week. We had the song Best Fake Smile by James Bay, which is a really good song. And in the US, it was just like generic guitar music that like some music student did to make like five bucks. It <laughs> kind of really changed the scene a lot. You know, you can just imagine how much that adds to it when you're watching it without it. I wouldn't say it's a totally different show, but obviously they have to put some thought into what they're going to substitute <laughs> when they're not going to pay for the music over here. I would try to look up what the songs they used to see if they were real songs. Songs, I couldn't find them. One was some song with like lyrics about being in the power elite. It was like a Bastille song in the UK. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's kind of I creepy. think sometimes they try and sometimes they just have whatever's on their royalty-free playlist. I think about that when like Liberty's gonna sing and I'm like, can we get a song out of her? I mean, they just need to like write it and own it and therefore no one can get the money, but it's probably way more complicated than that. I want her to actually sing and serenade me, not just sing like one line and be interrupted. Um, I don't need her to sing a, a, a hit song song but something that she sings that can be shared across the ocean <laughs> i think that they should hire like a songwriting team to create like a eurovision song for liberty i think she should have a uh, storyline where she submits to eurovision and has a really good song yeah they talked about that oddly enough you'll you'll know when i when i talk about it so liberty was about to spill the beans about something with Sienna to Brody. As she's talking, she realizes what she's doing. So she's like, I was writing a song about you, Eurovision. Did you see that one? And then they're like, oh, great. You're writing a song for Eurovision. It's so <laughs> weird, but so funny. Well, speaking of music, I just really want to say, and since we've actually been talking about some differences between Americans and Brits, I was really stunned by the uh, British pronunciation of the word I would say saxophonist. Um, <laughs> I was so, I had to actually turn on the caption for a second and make sure. Well, it was also that Darren called himself Muggins, which I'm not sure about that, but he's like, Muggins forgot to book this sexophonist. I'm like, sexophonist? <laughs> I mean, it's very cute and I'm not poking fun of anyone. I mean, it's your English is your language. So I'm not correcting anyone, but we say it in a very not cute way. Sexophonist is cuter than saxophonist, right? That's how we say it, right? <laughs> I, I think so. It's kind of like aluminium. Have you ever heard oh, yeah. a British person say aluminum? It's so yeah. sexy and different. And it's like, I want a toy saxophone that's made of aluminium. <laughs> I'm sure we can find that at Harrods, maybe. <laughs> we got all our references down. I think we better start talking about the show. <laughs> Let's get into it. So we're talking about the week of March 8th, 2021. And this was a very, very heavy week uh, with lots of story and resolution, uh, particularly in the first half related to Verity and Sammy. So the cliffhanger to last week, Sammy had found out that Verity had been offered a job in New York, and he's under the impression that she's taken it which was, of course, Scott's meddling. Well, it started looking like Verity was just going to be, like, dumping him. Like, she didn't really want the third degree. She was standoffish. But then everyone sort of talks and calms down. Scott Scott gets involved, and Scott is encouraging Verity to just come clean fully about the baby and convincing her that Samuel will 
still love her and still want her. Yeah, Verity's taken another pregnancy test at the start of the week and she's trying to hide it from Sammy. I think that's why she's mean to him. On my second viewing, I caught that bit. Oh. She kicks him out to hide the negative pregnancy test that just she happened to put under some papers. I didn't catch that. So that makes way more sense, actually. So Verity was uh, trying to misdirect Sammy and it kind of goes off the rails a little bit. Scott inserts himself yet again. I think Scott was actually right, though, this time. Like, Scott is, I mean, I kind of, we'll never see it play out, but I kind of think that his he was giving good advice this time as he's telling Verity come clean about everything he loves you he'll forgive you blah 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 but unfortunately before Verity has a chance to come clean the beans get spilled by Shaq who is Sammy's they're calling him step cousin <laughs> but really stepmother's nephew I don't know if step cousin is an actual relation like it just sounds, sounds very made up but but stepmother's nephew makes sense I mean fine they're like family so Shaq barrels into town running away from his wedding <laughs> we don't know much about that I guess she broke up with him technically and then he was on the shit list of his bride-to-be's brothers so that's who he's running from but we really don't know what all happened there. I guess that doesn't really matter for this week. What matters is that in Shaq's second scene, he meets Verity and Diane and overhears them talking about Verity's fake pregnancy, not knowing who he is. And then Shaq spills the beans that Verity was never pregnant, um, very unceremoniously to his boy Sammy. The truth comes out rapid fire after all this time of, of, of keeping secrets. There's no mincing words. There's no smoothing over. It's not how Verity wanted it to go, and it doesn't go well. <laughs> no, the truth comes out in the car park, as truth often does. Yeah, thank God. I mean, they've been milking the <laughs> fake pregnancy for quite a while. This, And then at the dog with Shaq and Maxine, uh, Sammy tries to pull Nancy. <laughs> Is that the right word? Tries to pick up Nancy? Yes, that's the word they use. Shaq uh, bets Sammy that he can't pull Nancy. Yeah, he's like, uh, my cousin over here said I could, couldn't pull you, so can you just pretend, play along? And Nancy does. And then this rumor gets started that Nancy has had a lunchtime quickie or something with Sammy. And Verity is pissed, and she compares herself to Chateaubriand and Nancy to a side order of onion rings. And I didn't even know what the hell Chateaubriand was, so I had to look it up. I thought it was like a fancy wine, but it's actually like a cut of steak. And part of how it's cooked is it's cooked between two pieces of meat that are later discarded, which actually made this the metaphor even more potent. I, I don't know if that's meant to be, but it's kind of like, I'm the piece of meat that you want, not the discarded piece of meat. And Nancy <laughs> is the onion ring. <laughs> I don't know, but it was really great when she said that anyway. Now you get recipes on the Holly Blokes podcast. I think Nancy's a little bit better than a side order of onion rings. I don't know what she is, but she's a little bit, a little bit higher shelf than that. And Verity might be a very choice cut of meat, but she's still not the smartest at the butcher shop. She she actually believes that Sammy has rebounded with Nancy quickly for a nooner after a drunk Maxine tells her the news. And then Verity is ready to go to New York, it seems like. So she's she's all guns blazing at this point, um, moving on. Oh, we should say when it looked like they were gonna get back together before the beans were completely spilled, there was a wonderful scene where Sammy compared all of his girlfriends to cars. <laughs> and um, Vez Verity was the luxury sedan. That's when things were going well, but 
then I guess he's in the market for something new. I loved how he called Liberty an eco-friendly hybrid. I forgot that they had a, a past. Yeah, step. I forgot too or didn't know. Um, well, aside from those two on and off for half the week and then off by the end of the week. One of the biggest storylines was Mercedes versus Cher, and that really went through several turning points this week as well. We have the D Valley Businesswoman of the Year race heating up, and Mercedes is not competing against Grace for this award this week. She's competing against Cher, who's thrown her hat in the ring after giving makeup tutorials for like two weeks. So Cher <laughs> thinks she's gonna be Businesswoman of the Year, which starts like a chain of events of really low stakes back and forth between Mercedes and Cher over silver and over Romeo for being like in photos or something. I mean, first of all, Romeo sort of betrayed Cher in a way because he like is doing all these videos for her social and then Mercedes like poaches him and he just like goes right away. So of course Cher is pissed when she's like, oh, so he's going to be in all these photos for, for your social profile too. But then Silver smooths everything over and is like, we can all work together. Cher, you can style us for... Mercedes's photos and they are sort of working together but Cher burns Mercedes neck and in in a moment of insanity um, which we're seeing more and more of those moments with Cher and of course Mercedes knows it wasn't an accident I mean she looked at her and the chick made it clear it wasn't an accident <laughs> and here's the thing you can't have it both ways Cher like either you're really good at being a stylist and you're not going to burn this bitch or you did it on purpose like <laughs> you're yeah. if you're if you're if you're accomplished if you know how to how to do someone's hair without burning them then you did it on purpose then you can't claim it was an accident romeo called her out sense. on that too and and he sees yeah. through it pretty quickly mercedes immediately knows it but silver still has his baby girl's back and doesn't believe it until Mercedes overhears evil Cher confessing to Romeo that it was accidentally on purpose. And Cher attempts to be the bigger person and apologizes to Mercedes, gets sort of back in the good graces, but that's short-lived because things escalate from there. So then, yes, Cleo is actually helping out Mercedes and uploading all this stuff to her profile, Cher just gets right in there and uploads a dirty video that they had found on Mercedes' computer. And so everyone thinks it's Mercedes and Silver, but you don't really see the the man, but they're assuming it's her husband, Silver, and or you don't see his face, let's put it that way. And um, so there's suddenly a porno out on the internet for all to see being reposted with Mercedes, getting freaky. Uh, and as if that isn't bad enough, um, it's not long before Silver actually looks at it and realizes it's not him in the video. And he flies off the handle and Mercedes is like, yo, this is an old video, like <laughs> calm yourself. But he doesn't believe it right away. They go right to Warren because Merce Mercedes is like, look, this is from over a year ago when I was with Warren and you were with Grace. It tracks people, it tracks. So then Silver goes right to Warren threatening and Warren is so cheeky and hilarious. And he's just like, oh, did you get my good angle? He doesn't give a rat's oh. butt. Call me when you're ready for the sequel. Yeah, he says, call me when you're ready for the sequel. I love Warren that he doesn't care at all that he's now an OnlyFans star. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he just wants to goad Silver. It's very in character for Warren, for sure. And as if all these manipulations were not enough, then the next level that Cher takes it to is she starts trolling herself online and her profiles, her makeup tutorials, her hair tutorials, whatever the hell she's posting, she's developed several fake accounts where she's now trolling herself, where people are making fun of her, calling her a slut, 
because her stepmom is getting jiggy with it on this internet photo. So, um, of course, Silver's heart goes out to to her, um, as is Romeo's. Um, this is sort of one part that Romeo doesn't really see that she's done, which I kind of get, even though it was very obvious, I think, for the viewer that it was going to be her. But I think, like, you wouldn't expect her to quite go this far, even after everything she's been doing. It seems like a lot of effort, and I wouldn't have pegged her as that uh, tech savvy to have multiple accounts, but there she is. She's Evil Diva or whatever the funny screen names they keep referencing, <laughs> and she's she's trolling herself. Jealous of the attention that Mercedes got and the pity she got for being victimized for the, the leak. She's got to put herself front and center, so. She's right there trolling herself, like, in the room with Romeo. Like, so this is, like, how sort of smart she thinks she is that she can just do it and get away with it and like right under everyone's noses I mean Cher is really being a little psycho these days I don't know where it's going but I I don't know why you know Romeo you know he's caught her in so many things like I feel like her appeal should be like really low at this point in his <laughs> mind and I guess it is because he's been like sort of starting to lust over Mercedes but you know Mercedes isn't being very sweet to Romeo either. She uh, totally called him out and exaggerated that he was getting jiggy with Grace. I don't know, Romeo should just go away from these these McQueen women. And I guess we should say that Cher is officially a McQueen. Silver's having That's her right. name changed, so. Right. Which Mercedes um, is not happy about. Yeah, she was not thrilled, even though everyone else was. <laughs> and they had a big scene where they ordered curry. <laughs> That made me hungry. I know. I was like, oh my God, I think I want curry. Like, what the heck? I'm wondering where it's going to go. I mean, we know that Cher does not deal with jealousy very well with her sister. So I'm just hoping that Mercedes is smart enough not to get near any pools or that Silver doesn't suggest they go on a family boating trip. Oh my God, seriously. I hope Cher doesn't escalate beyond, and at least in terms of her physical harm, which she's already inflicted physical harm on Mercedes a couple times by making her you know, bruise her coccyx <laughs> and now the burn. But we did also in the storyline get a little um, unlikely friendship um, between Mercedes and Ripley, which was pretty cool. Um, Ripley had seen the video or, you know, bits and um, Ripley came right to Mercedes defense and really related to Mercedes and a way of like, yeah, this isn't cool. Like, that no one cares that silver <laughs> that silver was in this video. No one, no one's coming after the man. Everyone's calling the woman a slut. There was a nice little uh, friendship, and and you even got the point where um, silver's like, oh, is that your best friend now? And uh, Mercedes corrects corrects silver on the pronoun, and he and Mercedes is like, yeah, we are friends now. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. I like that they're friends because- we're Friends um, and we're taking down the patriarchy together. Absolutely. I'm like, this is awesome, but I'm still ready for the time when Ripley feels like a member of the village and not just like a voice when people are buying sweaters, you know? The angle they took with the sex tape leaking was really interesting because they talked a lot about consent. It just had a different angle, not just from Ripley, but I think from the writers of the show that I hadn't seen on soaps. Typically it's played more for, for laughs, or to be titillating. And I really thought they did a good job of Mercedes refusing to be ashamed about it, refusing to take the blame for it, and just really sort of navigating something that's tricky. And also bringing up the fact that it is kind of revenge porn. And if it could ever be traced back to Cher, there could be some serious repercussions there for her. Absolutely. And it does seem like they planted that seed with Ripley telling the story that they had a friend 
who got her boyfriend in jail for for releasing a pornographic uh, video of them. So that already does sort of plant some seed that that could be Cher's fate if they find out that Cher did this, you know? Here's hoping she switches places with Juliet in the brig. Prison. <laughs> Speaking of people in prison, should we talk about Charlie? Poor Charlie. Yeah, poor, poor Charlie. Wow, what a week with them. I mean, they uh, that storyline, it kind of started up midweek towards the end of the week. But Mandy rolling towards her wedding. Luke is just so disgusted with her. The lengths she's gone to to protect Ella at whose expense? At Charlie's expense and at Nancy and Darren's expense. Ella gets a, a letter from Charlie in prison saying that he's going to tell Nancy the truth. And so Mandy goes into protective mother overdrive and she goes to great lengths to to get on that call with Charlie um, instead of Nancy. You can see that she has regrets about what she's doing, but she's not going to, she's in too deep. She goes full steam ahead and she doesn't even care. Charlie is being beaten up in this prison or um, children's home or wherever the heck it is exactly that he's being detained. And she's like, look, it's not going to be any better for Ella. Do you want that on you? Like that you're sending a little girl to prison like you were there too like take it like a man basically and no holds barred to keep charlie's mouth shut mandy is next level alpha mom the gaslighting she gives to nancy first in front of luke is so devious and so evil and you can just you can see it sarah jane does such a great job this week it's even i think better than a couple weeks ago when she was desperate now she's like harder and colder with it oh like it made me feel so gross in the scene with charlie like she's just laying it on thick and when Charlie answers the call and it's Mandy instead of Nancy he's just like shaken and it's just such a great scene well I will say like um Mandy does have the moment where she tells Darren like maybe we should postpone the wedding till Charlie can be here and you know she she is is feeling they're giving Sarah Jane Dunn a lot to play and she's playing it all at the same time she's very conflicted but she's acting very ruthlessly um so it's it packs a punch um for sure and it doesn't necessarily endear mandy to anyone i'm sure but but it does give her tons of different motivations and we should also say that um ella um aaron palmer i think she really showed her acting chops when she was yelling at mandy this week like oh that's um, the best work she's ever done on the show oh yeah it was it was like out of the box i mean you know she's usually just um is just like this scared little girl for the most part and we've seen her do that now for for a long time and you know that's who it is it's not it's it's not that it's uh disingenuous or anything it's just that's the character so to see her at a breaking point that was really cool and i thought that the actress definitely rose to that which is cool to see you know a young actress who hopefully will be around for a long time on the show, growing into the role. We got a lot of range from her with both a ribbon dancing scene and um, <laughs> a great acting scene with her on-screen mom. So, <laughs> yeah, the ribbon dancing, I, I think they must just be trying to remind us, this is a little girl here. She's still a child, yes. like, you know. But yeah, the ribbon dancing was a little weird. I'm like, come on now. More stabbing, less dancing with ribbons. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Mandy gets a little bit of come up. It's by the end of the week when... She's talking to Nancy and ugh, dumb old Jack comes in ugh. and blows up Nancy's spot. Jack has just been such a tool lately and he needs to take a little cruise or go to Alicante or something. <laughs> like I'm just like really done with him interfering in Darren and Nancy's lives and 
I think it would have um, been more interesting if he had a crush on Nancy, but just him being like a bumbling old man or whatever is, is just. I know. I know. Great. I really need to see like a moment where he realizes he's only caused more problems and just like come clean, like why he was so invested. I mean, I need Jack to be in like a geriatric romance, like as opposed to growing around with these kids, you know, his kids. <laughs> like I'm done with him interfering. He needs a lover. Bring on an old, bring on an old lady for him. <laughs> he should have an affair with the ghost of Brita and just go off to the pig. <laughs> yeah, Jack needs something he needs to shut his mouth he should take, he should take a dance class and then do Ooh. the lombada with trish um <laughs> and they can have age-appropriate partners <laughs> exactly yeah exactly but yeah i just he's been so annoying he's like hit the level of ollie and share so that's really the gamut um <laughs> you know Bad company to keep it is at this point we didn't fortunately didn't see very much of ollie this week i'd say fortunately because i was overdosing on him recently um <laughs> but he he's the little bit that we saw just to summarize it quickly he was um selling drugs for victor supposed to be but he fell asleep on the job because he's coming off his you know drug use and um can't sleep in normal life so he fell asleep on the job so victor like fires him or whatever and Steve has a really nice moment where he tells Ollie that he reminds him a lot of him, a, a, a lot of a young Steve Hay, young, uh, brave but not too bright, which I thought was cute and endearing. Yeah, Steve's, Steve's doing great getting this kid almost killed. Um, and he does get it <laughs> by Victor, but it's, it's for a good reason. And, and, you know, it is good to see that Ollie is, he had Ket and he didn't take it. And he's trying really hard to stay in Victor's good graces for Sid. He knows what he's done. He knows that this is the only path to redemption. And he doesn't have a choice because not just because Steve's not giving him one, but because he's not giving himself one. Right. I mean, that's what we need is growth out of him. They did sort of psych us out because they made it look like he was getting high on the cat. And then we realize that's not what happened. That kind of segues, I think, nicely into a couple other um, psych outs they did this week, which involved Shaq, the new character, um, having having shacking up with uh, McQueen girls and then both of those times we were told they didn't really shack up. Teresa fell asleep on the couch and he gave Goldie a, a, a straight up massage, no hanky panky. So they're trying to integrate this new character as a ladies man, as someone who seems to have a reputation amongst his family, but that's not the card he's trying to play this time around. Shaq is like a shot in the arm here of like new energy. And I'm very into this character. I'm very into the sexy actor who's playing him. I'm very sexy. into his fun little accent that is unlike anyone else on the show or anything else yep. I've ever heard. So yes, Shaq, I'm here for it. It'll be interesting to see what the secret is. It doesn't seem like it's drug related. Hopefully it's not drug related because I feel like we're almost over that hump. And Mizba's keeping him on such a short leash, like for a grown man. <laughs> yeah, which makes me think maybe there's maybe there's more than just he's a he's a pussy hound. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um yeah, I think they're trying to tell us that it's not women because everyone thinks, oh, you did it, you cheated on your fiance. And he's like, no, I didn't. And do you think he um do you think he started a 
a, a massive uh, scam called Slim Scran or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was Kurt's boss this whole oh, time. I, I hope so. I hope that's who Kurt was on the phone to all those all those times. Yes, yeah. we've been dying for Kurt to come back. We've been dying for that storyline to come back. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Well, we we need a little wrap up. Well, I don't think we do actually. No. But um, Shaq cycles through two McQueen cousins, and he winds up with a nice connection with Marnie. Uh, Mizba calls up her BFF Marnie to do some babysitting of Shaq, which seems a little bit uh, excessive for a grown man. But I really love their chemistry, whether it's flirting as I think it's meant to be taken or it's just sort of a misdirection of some other kind of connection. Uh, I was really into that. I could ship those two together or I could ship him getting Marnie into some trouble uh, with whatever his secret is. But it seems like there's more to come with those two. Yeah, they were so drawn to each other for being such opposite characters. Um, Marnie being so prim and proper. Um, obviously, there's an age difference. <laughs> um, they were just like so uniquely drawn to each other in the scenes they shared. So it was like very interesting to see where that's going, if it's going to be romantic or something else. Mon Dieu, I can't wait to find out. Mon Dieu! All right, that was pretty much the week, right? That was the week. That was the week that was. All right, it's the best part of our week where we go over the best part of the week in Hollyoaks. And for scene of the week, we had some really good ones. We did have some good ones, and I can't wait to find out who you picked this week. So let's get into it. And the nominees are... Sammy dumps Verity. Silver confronts Warren. Shaq connects with Marnie. Mandy manipulates Charlie. Uh, what's the winner? Who'd you pick? Who did I pick? I picked the scene where Mandy manipulates Charlie because I thought there was so much going on there. What'd I picked pick? the same one. Yay! I love all of these scenes for very different reasons, but ultimately you can't beat Sarah Jane Dunn as a villain manipulating a teenage boy who's in a group home being beaten up. I, I You summed it up. There's nothing I have to add. <laughs> it was really a terrific scene. Psychotic almost, but in a good way. To go Mandy. Woohoo! Keep being devious, bitch. <laughs> as great as Sarah Jane Dunn was, she's not my star of the week, so spoiler alert. Well, she wasn't mine either. And that was that was kind of hard too, because she was really acting her face off at the end of the week. But I kind of went back to the beginning of the week and who I thought was being really, really strong at the beginning of the week. So it was hard to not give it to Sarah Jane because she was really giving us terrific stuff this week we give her all the kudos and credit so do you want to reveal who you picked for a star or do you want me to i'm happy to reveal because i'm wondering if we picked the same person this week i picked sammy yeah, we did Yay! double star sammy <laughs> he was acting so good so good i mean tears anger happiness sexiness so good rishi nair rishi wonderful nair. work you know, we see Sammy, he's beautiful, like he doesn't have to do anything, but he also does know how to act and they gave him good material. We've seen him in Verity, but like he's been backburnered for a long time, it seems like. Even with that relationship, I mean, when Kurt was in town, now we're bringing up Kurt again, like Verity just dumped him and, you know, it was like, like he was yesterday's news. So it was good to see them back together. First, they're so good looking, both of them. And they make such a lovely couple. Yeah, he he really was given good material this week. He got to show his range and he brought it. And yay, and we picked the same person, which is a rarity, but I guess, but we've done it now. This is our third time we've, we picked the same person. And I mean, the double the star, that's, was that's pretty much the endorsement that all actors go for. <laughs> 
the Hollyoaks <laughs> double star. It's up there with the BAFTA awards <laughs> for British yeah. films. Absolutely. That's a thing, right? BAFTA? <laughs> BAFTA, yeah. Yeah. All right, we wanted to do something a little different this week, so we'll see how it goes. In our sort of looking ahead segment, decided we would try to just ask each other one question and give our takes about what we want to see going forward. What I want to ask you, Pat, is do you want Sammy and Verity to stay together? Do you want their relationship to be fixed? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I do. I, I love those two together. I think Verity has a very special place in my heart, a, a Verity, Verity special place. Um, <laughs> Sammy is one of my favorite characters and anything that gets him on screen is, is a good thing for me. So I would hope that they could get over themselves and get back together. It seems that, I mean, certainly from the spring trailer that this is gonna be an open question with Verity. It looks like she's about to leave for New York and will Sammy stop her? I really hope he does because I need some Vez on my screen. I do hope they get back together and I hope they make a baby. Yeah, I think I want them together too, um, at least for now. I mean, there are, you, could probably, you could probably convince me there are other eligible bachelors and bachelorettes that they could mix and mingle with. I like them together, I'm not done with them. So I do hope that they work it out. My question to you, Greg, is mm -hmm. about I think one of your favorite couples, Silver and Mercedes McQueen, mm -hmm. that you are a big fan of Silver and Mercedes is your favorite and you love their relationship, but there's trouble ahead. Romeo's waiting in the wings. Is there any way that in your mind they can make a love triangle work? And if the spoilers in the spring trailer are to be believed, do you think they sleep together? And does that spell the end for Silver and Mercy? Oh, that's so hard to answer. Well, obviously the flirtation has been activated between Romeo and Mercedes. And while it may have come out of nowhere, they're certainly playing it for all it's worth now. I don't know what will happen. Yes, I do think they will end up in bed together. Would Romeo ever be like Mercedes' man? I don't know. I don't know if he's up for all that, but he might be, you know, Mercedes. Mercedes jump off or hook up. I do love Silver and Mercedes together. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I hope that they sort of find their way back to each other. This week was a little frustrating because Silver did go into Neanderthal mode. He always sort of does, given the opportunity. You know, I think that's what bothers people about their relationship is they, they fall into the same pitfalls over and over again. I do think they have potential to grow together and get over themselves, but yeah, it's not going to be soon. Let's put it that way, because obviously we know there's yeah. some drama still ahead. There's more to come with those two. So we'll see which way it goes. But I'm with you. I, I love Silver and Mercedes, but this Romeo tension is really titillating. So we'll see where it goes. It's going to be a ride one way or another. Absolutely. I'm really struggling to live without you. I don't want you to be hurt. Silver! I'm engaged. Congratulations. hundredth time okay she's lying why won't you believe me holy shit ah. <laughs> spoilers so spoilers i know so many spoilers what 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 do you like and what what are you dreading i guess well i mean it's good to see our favorite drug dealing teenagers alive and well sid and juliet both alive <laughs> yes. both free uh so i guess that's all coming to a resolution pretty quickly <laughs> Yeah, and Sid even feels alive. <laughs> yes, which is great. So apparently he had an operation. <laughs> Juliet and Perry being um, 
together, um, being happy. That seems really excited. They're being, being surveilled. Yeah. Do you know who who is that new old bald villain guy? Do you know who that is? Um, it's a new character coming along. Um, who I believe they said his name is going to be Fergus. Fergus. And Fergus. <laughs> yeah. And I believe the actor has um some history on um other soaps or other British shows. He seems to be sort of known. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, listeners, I guess. But um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so he was announced. He should be showing up soon. He's going to be some sort of acquaintance of Brad's and possibly mm. also had been someone who was romantic with Trish in the past too. So um, I guess, I don't know why we didn't really see Brad in the trailer, right? So that's interesting. So is he going to be, we know Brad is running around being sketchy with um, taking pictures of girls. So Fergus is in on whatever that, whatever that scheme is, I assume, by the looks of things. Interesting. Yes. Warren's desperate for cash. Robbing something with clown masks with Felix is going to be in some kind of car accident where Maxine gets hit by a van and Warren and Maxine are romantically involved. That's a yeah, coupling that I like, was not expecting. Me neither, but it looks like it could be cute. Could um, be cute. going to poison Summer by the looks of things, if that's what we're, if we can fill in those blanks. Um, that looks like a lot still to come with Summer Brody Sienna. And another love triangle with Grace Felix Martine, which looks like, which I'm really excited about. Um, I don't know what's going on. Martine feels a lump. I mean, that seems like massive drama that both Grace and Martine could pot- potentially have breast cancer. Um, is Felix's dick a carcinogen or has, <laughs> is he titty fucking them to cancer? <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but <laughs> let's hope not. Or let's find out. Felix, call me. I'll put that Liberty's just being cute, so she's worth mentioning for her damn cuteness. It does seem like Mancy maybe got their shit together and are looking at for a clean slate for their family together. Yeah, Dancy, did you say Mancy? I did say Mancy. <laughs> Mandy and Nancy, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> but also, more important, Steve and James define oh, the relationship. They both look so couple. happy. So glad to see them both so happy. Our other iconic queer couple, George and Jane Paul. Jane Paul. <laughs> Jane Pauly. Jane Pauly. <laughs> George and John Paul. Yeah, not doing so well. That looks like really tough times ahead for John Paul. Really oh. tough times. Engaged you know, and crying and punched out, you know, yeah. Yeah, drinking on the street by yourself, deluding yourself that you feel happy. Um, we also have but, Teresa in the background in what appears to be a funeral outfit. Yeah, so, I don't know. I really want to know what's up with that. She looks crazy. The one thing I'm really not looking forward to is Toby and Cleo. Sorry, I just, uh, they haven't done enough to warrant them acting like they're this amazing super couple. And I think that Cleo had more sparks with Shaq in their scene together uh, this week than she's ever had with Toby. Sorry, Toby. Love you. You're hot. We want you to yeah, you're use hot, virginity, but, you're also but crazy. But maybe they'll win us over. Who knows? As they say, tune in next time. All right. Thanks for joining us again this week. You can watch new episodes of Hollyoaks in the U.S. on Hulu and, of course, on Channel 4 across the pond. Thanks to Abloom for our wonderful jaunty theme music. Questions? Your take? Want to be books? Connect with us on Instagram, Hollybooks. 
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, for advice on real issues, go online to channel4.com slash support. Thanks for listening.